Hey guys, welcome to the Axion Media Podcast. Um, today we're going to be starting the first episode in a series that's going to aim to provide a lot of basic um, live sound information for people who are looking to get into the live sound arena. Um, we're going to be taking a look at just a lot of basic stuff. You're going to want to be a little bit familiar with um, your setup because that will help you understand some of what I'm talking about, but I'm going to try and make this um, super basic to where even if you haven't really touched a soundboard or haven't really put your hands on a microphone, if you're at least familiar with what they kind of look like, you'll be able to, ke uh, to keep up. So today we're going to start with microphones. We're going to talk about uh, why we didn't have different microphones, and we're going to talk about the different types of microphones. In the next episode, we're going to be talking about um, microphone placement. That's a big, big, uh, important topic. So first, let's just start out with why we have different microphones. The reason we have different microphones is because there are different types of sources. Imagine just the difference between my voice and your voice, or an electric guitar and a kick drum, or a violin and um, a bass guitar. There's just such a different sound for each thing um, that to create a microphone that would be able to pick up those different frequencies really well for every application would be ex insanely expensive. So we have different microphones so we can tailor the sound to whatever we need to hear. So if we need a brighter sound, then we pick a brighter sounding mic. If we need a lower sound, we'll pick a lower sounding mic. That's why we have different microphones. Now let's talk about just what different microphones there are. So there are three different types of microphones um, generally. There are some other types of microphones as well, but these are the three main types of microphones, and these are dynamic condensers and ribbon microphones. Now the difference between these is really how they turn the acoustic energy into electrical energy for us to use. Um, we're not going to go into too much detail on the mechanics of it, but we're going to talk just briefly about how these are formed and some of the good applications for the different types of microphones. So let's start with dynamic microphones. Now dynamic microphones are made with this thing called a voice coil. Imagine a spring. It's set within a magnetic field within the microphone, and as the sound waves interact with the voice coil, it expands and contracts, and the magnetic field is manipulated based on how the metal set within the magnetic field is responding. So those variations get turned into the electrical energy that we use. Now some classic dynamic microphones are something like the Shure SM58. The SM58 is gonna be in almost every live scenario that um, you've ever been to. It's a great vocal mic. Uh, that's the main application for it is a vocal microphone. Um, and now th there's an instrument version, the SM57. Uh, you'll see that on a lot of snare drums. You're gonna see it on a lot of electric guitars. Um, both two very classic microphones, both priced at about $100 each, so very affordable. Um, also, their uh, dynamic microphones in general are just very durable. That's uh, one of the great qualities that they have, and that's why you're going to see so many of them in different uh, scenarios that you're in. So those are our dynamic microphones. Now let's talk about condensers. Condensers use two different plates set within a specific distance um, within the microphone. One plate is electrically charged, and it's electrically charged by this thing called phantom power, or 40, plus 48 volts is what you'll see on most soundboards. Um, 
So you're going to hit that plus 48 volts on on the soundboard, and it's going to send some electrical signal, plus 48 volts, down the XLR line, down the, uh, down the cable to the microphone, and it's going to electrically charge one of these two plates that are within the microphone. Now, the one, there's one plate that's electrically charged, and that one's going to stay stationary. Now, the other plate is going to move with the sound waves. So as sound waves come into the microphone, that plate kind of moves just back and forth a little bit. And as it moves back and forth, some of those uh, that electrical signal, some of that is going to be able to jump over to that plate. And as it gets closer, as they get closer together, more electrical energy can make that jump over to the other plate. And as it moves further away, less can. So that's how the signal gets created, is by the oscillation between the two plates and how much electrical signal can actually jump between the two. So condensers come in two sizes, you might say, a small diaphragm condenser and a large diaphragm condenser. The large diaphragm condensers are what you're going to see in a lot of vocal microphone lockers. They're going to be in a lot of studios. Uh, Neumann U87 is a really popular studio microphone, studio large diaphragm condenser. Um, large diaphragm condensers are much better at picking up the, uh, the nice low end, the low frequencies of a voice or an input. So um, they're very expensive usually, but they get the job done and they do it really well. So you're going to see a lot of large diaphragm condensers in the studio. You're going to see a lot of smaller diaphragm condensers in the live settings that you're in. Now, um, some small diaphragm condensers would be like the Shure SM81, which is a, a pencil condenser. It's a small little cylindrical microphone, and that's used on a lot of uh, cymbals and um, hi-hats, a lot of drum situations for that one. Um, I've even used it on electric guitar as an electric guitar microphone. Um, it's got a lot of nice, um, a nice upper mid-range. Now let's talk about ribbon microphones. Ribbon microphones operate by having a small sheet of metal suspended between two magnets. Those two magnets create an electrical field, and as acoustic energy vibrates the sheet of metal, it manipulates the electrical field and sends us the signal that we use back at the soundboard. So in most settings, you're not going to run into a ribbon microphone. They're a bit more expensive than the condensers and dynamics. They're a little bit harder to take care of because they're more fragile. So it just doesn't make sense in most settings to own a ribbon microphone. Some engineers will use uh, Royer 121, which is a ribbon microphone for electric guitar amps. You might see some studio guys using them as vocal microphones, but for the most part, you're not going to see too many ribbon microphones in your audio career. So that's about it for the three different microphone types. And next episode, we're going to be talking about microphone placement. It's one of the most important things that you could ever do for your mix. And we're going to talk about that more next time. So be sure to look out for that episode. And thanks for listening, guys.